big uh, difference between these two tarots, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Stop it! Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spataro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else. You bringing this or am I? Hello! No. Hello, welcome to Back to the Bins. This is episode, insert number here. We're now on our way to 500. Ugh. At what point do we say we've overstayed our welcome? And I'm not saying we haven't overstayed our welcome already. I'm saying at what point do we say that to ourselves? I don't know when the printer keeps running. Sorry, I'm printing up Scott's want list. (laughs) Working. He's got a a lengthy want list. It's almost as long as mine. Working. I don't really have a... Well, I mean, I have a want list, but it's in my uh, uh, CB... CBZ? CBC? It's in my app. Where's my app? Oh, CLZ. There it is. Yeah, it's in my CLZ. But yeah, you know what? I have not been. Uh, I haven't had any drive or desire to really get any comics. I think it's because with changing jobs, I'm in such a routine. I don't, uh, and I don't really. I don't have access to so many comic stores like I did because I had such. That's sad. You know. You know. I'm. I. I might drive to this county. So it'd be like, oh, I'm off work. So let me see what the local shops are around me. Oh yeah, I'll stop in. I'll look for this. And you know, with the holidays, I just hadn't really been sorting anything. And so I, I, you know, I've got a couple things I can throw together in a quick little list for you. That you know, specific things maybe. You, you know, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm looking for, but I'm not going to send you all that. I'll just probably there's just like a handful of things just to just to plug some holes. You know. Plug holes. So, yeah, but plug today holes, she plugs holes. Together we plug holes. But today we have a theme. Theme. Oh boy, <laughs> we have a weird theme today. And it's funny because you picked the the book you picked. I was thinking of doing, but I'm like, nah, maybe it's too soon. I don't know. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to read that. And you're like, all right, this is my book. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I give it no such thoughts. I give it like a bull in a china shop. This is a book. Read it. Look here. So um, you have chosen wisely. I have might have chosen poorly. Well, you you chose in response to what I chose. Yes. Because just just to you know, I mean, anybody who's seen the artwork kind of knows one already anyway. And I picked Tarot Number One, which is a very recent. Just came out January twenty, which is an Avengers Defenders combination book uh that you and i discussed mm-hmm. previously that you had seen it in some form of views i don't think it was used magazine but some form of preview uh and we we discussed it and we were both fairly high on the thought of getting it uh and, and now it came out so we both got a hold of it and i said you know what let's just dive right into it. so i picked up of that and in response you picked what i picked the first issue of tarot 
which of the Black Rose from Broadsword Comics? Eh. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, I was totally unfamiliar with this book. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll openly admit my comics range is fairly limited. Uh, you know, I'm most I'm my primary focus is Marvel. I expand to you know, that's so expansive. Uh <laughs> You Ooh, know, you're and, such a risk taker. Yeah, and when you start getting independent book, independent, I am limited what I hear. I don't seek things out. I don't, you know, I don't follow any particular books. I, you know, I hear people talking about certain things, and then I say, oh, that sounds good. Let me check it out. This I was fully unfamiliar, and apparently it has a fairly long run. I don't know if it's still running, but it's over a hundred issues. Uh, yeah, it is at 119 issues. I'm sure there was various specials and stuff. And the last one that I saw that it looked like it came out was in uh, last November. So November of 20, 2019? Yep. Okay, so yeah, fairly recent. And uh, yep. our, our listeners may be more familiar with it than I am. I'm not sure, because I think some of them have a similar thought process to us where they're really looking at old books and not so much interested in what's on the stand. But I'm sure there's some people out there who are in the stands, and they might be totally familiar with it. Well, yeah, um, you know, when we get to, I don't know if we're going to, we haven't decided which one we're going to do first yet. I mean, mine's older, but you have the Marvel, so. Maybe we should take a listener poll and let them tell us. Oh, wait a minute, we don't have time for that. Yeah, this this would end up being a, uh, you know, three, two or three week podcast by the time we had enough listeners respond. Unless, unless we randomly throw, you know, we could throw a question on Facebook right now. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this in a way that that will heighten your fear of technology. Hey Siri, Uh-oh. I want you to flip a coin. Heads is, is the tails in a second. People and technology, it's gonna kill you. You know that, don't you? Be right with you. Is that hard to playing. flip. A coin? Yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna... Hey Google. How about a... this? How about you flip pull a out coin. a coin? Get a coin out of your pocket. Flip it. I don't have a coin. heads. I forgot which one was which. Heads, heads was the the recent. Okay. <laughs> so, if there are people who who have no interest in the independent one, they'll listen to this and then turn off the podcast. Although I think we're gonna have some interesting talk about this. I, 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 I was gonna say we may surprise you. You might want to listen. Yeah, so even if you're not familiar with the stay with, but starting out with Avengers Defenders Tarot, uh, it is written by Alan Davis. The art and the cover is believe that's E N and colors by Paul Mount, and I'm not going to be creator. And we described this once before when we were talking about it coming up, and the cover has the Defenders to the right, the Avengers to the left. It's drawn as if it's a tarot card. Uh, you have the Hulk front and center on the Defenders side, and it's kind of a split screen, because then on the other half is Captain America, which very early in this Mirrors book might become book, significant. Yeah. Uh, and then on the Defender side, you have Valkyrie, Submariner, Doctor Strange, and uh, with the exception of Nighthawk, it's pretty much my traditional uh, Defenders lineup. I think he's the only one that's kind of missing from my, uh, you know, what, what I look for generally in a Defenders. On the left side, you have Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Iron Man, Thor, and the Vision. I I mean, you have your big three in there, but I don't really have a specific, oh, this is my Avengers lineup that I look for. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm much more open to different combinations on the Avengers than I am on the Defenders. I don't know if you feel similarly or if that's just unique to yeah. me. Yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's about the way I am with that, too. You know, I don't have, oh, it oh, should be this, this group. The art style, just talk about the cover a little itself. It's that kind of thin line, not heavily shaded uh style 
I, I mentioned the when we when we looked at the previews, I mentioned that series, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and it isn't not the one that was a an adaptation of the cartoon. Uh, before that, they had two twelve right, issue, eight issue two eight issue runs, and they were uh, you know kind of flashbacks to early events in mm-hmm. uh, you know, the team. And if anybody's familiar with that, you, this is a very similar style. Uh, and and just you know getting into the conceptually a little bit, this is. Uh, Kind of a, a continuation in many ways of the thought process, not the story, but the thought process of the recent uh, Loki book that we did. Yeah. Because it's, it's going back to another era. It's hard to exactly pinpoint when this is taking place in continuity. And well, that, it that makes jumps my head around hurt. with um, various locations and time frames, too. So Well, when that, it gets to to modern day, we don't know what day, modern, yeah. when exactly. that is. Is it exactly. the 70s? Is, it's but I don't think it's the 80s. No, I think it's in the 70s sometime. But I don't. I'm not sure there was a point where this was the team, and it was you know Silver Surfer was sparingly, uh, and I don't really remember too many times with Valkyrie. But whatever, you know, they, if you can turn off the chronology nerd, which is hard for me to do, uh, mm-hmm. then uh, you know, then it then it's really not problematic. So the story opens up in France in 1904, and it's got the invaders, and Captain America has got his. Uh, triangular shield so very early days of his superhero uh i thought he was actually because 1944 i would have thought by then he would have round shield but anyway uh they're coming upon an area where it looks like american forces were uh demolished uh and it looks like it's in a graveyard area and they surmise that some new nazi super weapon uh and then Uberfuhrer Occulte. Yeah, that's the villain who I'm not familiar with. I don't know if he appeared before this. It Uberfuhrer Occult. Occult. Uh, uh, and Uberfuhrer. he he's he's on a is he on a horse or is he on a, a statue horse? Well, he is on a statue that's of a been, horse, but remember uh, that little that little green writing on it uh, can actually animate it. So he is yes. on a living uh, living statue. Yes. And then he's got a another, like a warrior statue in front of him, which has also got the little writing, which say it's anime. Uh, Captain America describes him as the head of Hitler's mystical research division, which uh, Submariner says that would explain the living statues, akin to the Jewish le- legend of the Gollum. Doomkopf! The Gollum is a mere <laughs> shambling monstrosity. Uh, so they start to engage, you know, he, he animates more statues, they start to engage in battle, uh, and it's... They're, they're kind of being overwhelmed by the statue. And shockingly enough, Captain America hulks out. He turns into the Hulk, green, mm-hmm. large, the whole thing, ripping through the costume. And he starts beating down the statue. Uh, Sub-Baroner, you know, finds the inner strength to do that. And they're, you know, they, they eventually become the uh, the statuary and occult. Uh, Uberfuhrer occult uh, makes a tactical. Uh, at that point, the Cap Hulk shrinks back into Steve Rogers and doesn't really... We have a close-up of the Submariner, which... Uh, morphs in, in a strange way because it, it's close up of his face, then it morphs into what looks to be a combination of his face and the and Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and then it morphs into a modern day image. And I kind of like the way they do that because he doesn't really have a costume and he doesn't really age, so they just kind of they change do his it by changing style. his hairstyle slightly. And it's only slightly; it's just from a more triangular look to rounded. Uh, so then we join him in Arizona decades later, where him. Valkyrie and the Hulk are standing on a mountainside, and they are overlooking a swarm of people 
down below who all have the mystical talisman writing on their foreheads and look to be demonized. Uh, Doctor Strange apparently asked them all there and explained that the Hulk, that the uh, opponents are all innocents that have been, uh, you know, taken over. So uh, the Hulk was was directed to fight gently, hit but don't hurt. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're overlooking it because the masters are just kind of standing around. Uh, and s- somehow in his plan, Doctor Strange allowed himself to be captured by the uh, villainous sorcerer and... Cyrus Black. There we go. Sirius Black. And uh, <laughs> the Silver Surfer is also with them. He comes back, says that all all of the possessed are in the canyon. I don't know how he heard it. Uh, I could detect no one else within a radius of 50 miles. And, you know, Doctor Strange's astral contact is noticing that Namor is distracted. Uh, and Namor basically says that the glowing ruins on the possessed, or the runes, excuse me, the glowing, glowing runes are possessed. They can't be. We cut back to Doctor Strange's corporal, corporeal version where he's Cyrus Black. He's basically kind of doing the, you know, the Luke Skywalker surrender or be destroyed, uh, <laughs> even though he's the one who's captured. Uh, mm-hmm. Cyrus Black is you know, a little bit overconfident, and Doctor Strange just basically is free of traps as your petty ego and predictable. At that point, he sends the followers after and move out to contain them. Doctor Strange is in battle with Cy- Cyrus Black while the defender holding the masses, and it doesn't take too much. Cyrus Black, he keeps offering to him surrender, relinquish your hold on it. So because of that, Doctor Strange basically takes him out, like, uh, at which point he, whatever spirits are possessing these leave them, and Cyrus Black just drops to the ground. Now, he was using something called the, and I don't, I'm assuming this is the first time this has popped up to the in, infernal icor of is it is it gog is it gore is it gog yeah yes. we'll go with that pronunciation yeah infernal icor of ishagog i s h apostrophe i z o g yes ishagog so once once he's taken it over and contains it in a cask of Sidorak, says he can't banish it. Some part of the Icor has eluded us. It anchors contained Icor existence. He looks for where that piece is, and it turns out it was Mansion. They transport through Doctor Shin where they got the Avengers in battle with the Vision. A double-page splash. Yes. Uh, and they, you know, they battle him, and then eventually Scarlet Witch uh, does something unconscious, and they say, you know, he's berserk, and he's got some of a problem, but that is Dr. his thing. And I'm, I'm a little surprised at this point that we didn't go into a battle. I expected a battle scene with the two uh, teams, but we did not get that. Uh, they kind of break off into groups. Uh, Dr. Strange and the Scarlet Witch are, you know, checking out the Dark Icor. Uh, Thor, Hulk, and Valkyrie get together to kind of fix whatever issues are going on there. Uh, and Iron Man and the Silver Surfer take the vision into the lab to to figure out what's wrong with him. Uh, but right off the bat, Iron Man seems to be acting a little strange. You know, just, They're all acting strange. He, he in particular, I thought. Just, because... just crack his cranium and remove his brain. Isn't that a little extreme? Well, <laughs> I mean, looking back in hindsight, you know, because Cap is like, the android is more dangerous than you know. Um, even the Hulk says, but Vision is Avenger. So even the Hulk calls him by his name. Wanda, when she goes to uh, down the vision, is kind of torn. But that one's not really as much. You're know, like, oh, you figure she would be torn because, you know, of, of their uh, status at, at, at this time. And then Wanda does recognize the Icor, Icor, whatever. And then Iron Man's like, oh, he's uh, 
surfer can you know surfer surfer's kind of like a, <laughs> uh, uh, Iron Man says says to the surfer, "Oh, can we use your board because the vision's too heavy for me to carry?" Almost like he's uh, Ted Levine in um, Silence of the Lambs. You know, can you help me with this couch? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> little suspicious. So while all of this is going on, Namor and Cap are uh, discussing the uh, Oberfuhrer occult, and Cap has no memory of that went on back then. Then it go back to uh, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, and they end up coming up. Diablo is responsible. What happened? His control failed. The nature of his electronic brain, or the absence that it worked on the others. So that's that's the reveal that he's kind of taking control over everybody else. And I guess when he went to take control of the Vision. Either he wasn't able to, which made, which is what caused the fight and was actually the good one in the fight, or it just drove him insane and he Wacko. crazy. I'm not sure which of the two I'm thinking. The, I'm mm-hmm. thinking the Vision was actually fighting on the side of good when they came in and they just assumed wrongly, as as did I. The, uh, and, uh, you know, he, he reveals at that point that he had control over the Avengers and in sneak attacks, Cap took out Namor, Thor took out the Hulk and Valkyrie, and on took out the Surfer. And just Diablo? Diablo, remember. Uh, he has one more card. He says he has had to create one more card, and now you enormous quantity of I-Court. It's fate, kid. I'm destined to control you, your teammates, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and all who have thwarted me in the past. It was inevitable. The entire world shall bend to my will, and it's to be continued. And then the last is, I think, the covered issue, two, which shows Diablo center stage holding tarot cards in his hand, and then on either side of him in the background, the two teams uh, heading towards each other in the classic teams fighting teams pose. So I guess the first thought on this is, to me is, I kind of anticipated this one, one of the very few books, anticipation or a level of desire to... Well, our discussion last time was like, is is Marvel going back to the well because maybe new things are, you know, not selling quite as much? They're trying to recapture some old readers. I'm wondering if they they know that their readership has aged significantly and they're deciding to play to that audience. Or are they trying to enamor newer readers with the older material because they just think that's better material? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, maybe a little from not, column A, a little from column B. You know, because they're hoping to, you know, to move some, uh, you know, trades on, uh, you know, because they don't make any money on back issues. They make well, they do on, now with Marvel Unlimited. Well, that's true. That's true. And and with trades. Like, so yeah. there, there is a market for them or there is a marketing purpose mm-hmm. for them to have the older issues be popular. We want to seek them out. Yeah, because they're like, who's this El Diablo guy in his, in his snazzy costume? I, yeah. I do like his costume, but he's often been portrayed as a chump. But here he's pretty much got his uh, he's got his act together. Well, I think I think you have to use him the way they they mystical threat. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he should never really be a physical threat except uh, you know that he might have minions that would be and in this case the minions right now are the Avengers. Whoops. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely set the table for the you know the next level of the Avengers and Defenders battling. Uh, it set it up with. You know, in my opinion, you know, relatively classic team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm on board. Uh, you know, the only thing for me is the, you know, the complaint that I've had since basically. Mm. Yes. You know, that, that is. That's that's a hefty price. When I go to comic shows, and I'm going to them today as we discussed recording, uh, and I'm looking for books that, you know, are 40 years old that I really want, and I generally, you know, with several exceptions but i generally lend two dollar bit so i'm buying books i really want for two dollars and then this, these new books come out and they're five dollars it's a, that's you know two and a half times the amount and it's not even you know a book that's on my you know open quotations want list 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's that's always, you know, that's been my problem from day one. It will continue to be my problem, and it's probably the biggest reason, that and spatial reason, are why I will only pick up occasionally. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, really, it, you know, not really interested in getting any, you know, starting up with a new series, you know, getting back into a run of Spider-Man. If I'm going to do a run, either I'm going to do it digitally or trade, or I'm going to take it out of the library and read it and put it back. Yeah, there there was still uh, there was still enough meat here. This this wasn't a really quick quick read. You know, I wasn't like through it and like. Mm. No, it, it it felt like a it felt like a late 70s early 80s. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the things where I, I think it's successful. It didn't have that 90. I read it in five minutes. Right. And there was you know there was some some kind of character moment there with discussion on. There's a mystery on. Uh, you know, I don't know where they're going to go with that thing with the Captain America turning into the Hulk. That's so, yeah. I don't know what it's. Yeah, because that's like supposedly some type of repressed memory. Is it, or is it? It's like a memory overlay of something that didn't happen, or something that's going to happen somehow. Uh, I don't know that he's going to get sent back into the past. I, I yeah, I mean, I, it, I don't think it says he's going to get sent back and being allowed and thinking wrongly. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know exactly what's. You know, I, I, I my guess is that's not something that actually, and then mm. somehow it's a. Don't know. How, how does uh, Uber Occult or uh, Uber Fura Occult, whatever? He, it, how, does, yeah, is, how does he tie into Diablo? Maybe he, no. I was gonna say maybe he is Diablo, but mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, but it's they're not mysteries where you're sitting here saying, oh, they dropped the ball. You know, I read the book. Well, and because they you know, wait, well, this. well, wait a minute. If you think into the, if I think to Marvel chronology, at this point, I don't think this could be. De- Diablo, unless they don't ad- adhere to this, because wasn't Diablo trapped in his castle until the Fantastic Four freed him in the 60s? Yeah, I think you're right, but then there could be a, so, a time travel aspect. True, or but I thought he could manipulate people like from outside the castle through mystic means. So, I would say that's more... Yeah, maybe he's manipulating Uberfuhrer occult. Well, he could just be an independent character. Now, true, true, yeah. Because where was Diablo was in Spain? And uh, I don't know just because he was Spanish, but I think he was in Spain, in a castle. It certainly wasn't in upstate New York, was it? <laughs> That's what I moved. Like where everybody else seems to be. Ah, what, do you think of the, what do you think of the art? In the- I like it. It's um, uh, the the 40s battle stuff is well done. I think Cap's costume looks like a variant of the um, from oh, the universe they rebooted. Ah, yeah, I can't think. The one that they, yeah, wow, with the Ultimates, Ultimate Cap, with, yeah. the, with the chin strap and the belt and the kind of chainmail look to it. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, it kind of looks like that. Um, the the statues reminded me of the uh, the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Okay, I'm I'm not familiar. Oh, with the you Weeping didn't see Angels. those? Okay, I also, I had been watching Doctor Who. I had you know I was way way on that, but I had started watching it with my daughter. Uh, on Netflix, mm-hmm. and then when they removed it from Netflix, we stopped watching, and we only got, uh, I don't know, I think we watched It was during the Matt Smith era. Did you get the Matt Smith? Oh, okay. Well, then you don't know who the Weeping Angels are. There are statues that move when you don't look at them. So it's like Toy Story. So you have to look at them so they can't get you. So if you blink, they get closer, and they're pretty Close. scary. Shut up, Alvin. I'm not going to feed you yet. Um. So yeah, and then the um, I, is this Cyrus Black? Is that is that a new character? 
as well? I'm not sure. Take a quick look. I'm not sure either. I was like, hmm, have I seen this guy before? It was making me think of... I thought um, it was in Harry Potter. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, Cyrus Burke, Black Earth. Uh, Oh, he has a lengthy entry. Wow, Defenders number six. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, hmm. I, I, I do pull carrot. Some, some of the, you know, it's, it's like I liked, I think, more in concept. Hmm. Uh, and to be fair, I read most early stuff. But then when we got into, like, the <laughs> mid-'70s and everything, I kind of fell off it a little bit. So there may have been some really, really – and I, and I did, you know, I read sporadically. Not that I've never – but a lot of his villain. Hmm. Okay, here's a new maniacal guy who's you know, taken hold of some mystic artifact and is now threatening – so how many appearances do you think there's been? Just guess. Of Cyrus, Cyrus Black? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to think because Doctor Strange had his head. I'm going to go with 15. Six. Okay. And he only appeared in Doctor Strange once. And does that he, count this issue? Yes, that counts this issue. He. How many appearances has he had? Hang on for a second. Okay. I'm hanging on. Ah, my fingers are slipping. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. That's okay. I didn't fall. <laughs> so he's got uh how many appearances would you say he has prior to 2000 one three Doctor, so three, so defenders three. number six yep sub uh tales to astonish starring the submariner uh volume two number 13 which is in uh like 1980 oh my god it's such <laughs> the cover is uh namor holding um looks like lady dorma whatever in the uh, crisis on it, you know, although this this would be before that, but it's he's holding her like Superman Peter holding Tuck. Supergirl. So, th- and then we have Doctor Strange Volume Two, Number Thirty Four, Defenders Number Six. Like we said, then there's uh, the Defenders Strange Heroes Volume One, Number One from like 2012. So he's actually been used a lot more recently. He was also in New Avengers Volume One, Number Fifty Three. Back in 2009, so he's been used a lot, uh, although technically this book is a flashback, or at least we believe. It's hard to tell. We'll know as brothers. How many issues are in this series? Is this in this, I think there's, I think issues? there's, I believe it's only six. Uh, oh, there's, a, says the spoiler warning. I don't want to. I wonder if I should now sit back and wait five dollars. I think I may end up, this, you know, I, I may not uh, actually go to the newsstand and continue on this run. I'm trying not to look at the covers because I don't want to spoil myself. Or right I could now, just I wait and get it for two, from a $2 bin down the road. <clears throat> right now I only see four issues, with, uh, but I don't know if it's only four issues. Like that's all that it's c- c- coming up in the Marvel database. Wow. I'm trying not to look at the cover because I don't want to spoil anything for myself. I thought we looked at all the covers, but I don't remember what was They're on. They're really those. weird. They're really weird. The other ones, like, they must be going to, like, some parallel worlds or something. Something freaky's going on here. Well, the cover, the covers are more of that style that I described, whereas the interior art seems to be a more fleshed-out, detailed kind of style, which I think is, you know, because the, the covers are tried, they're trying to make them look like tarot covers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I yeah I'm kind of happy with the artwork book. Huh? I you know I, I looked up uh, was it Paul Bruno uh, yesterday punched up right, but I looked him up at the time and you know he's got a, a fairly decent body of work. <clears throat> and uh, you know some stuff that I had seen and I didn't realize was him kind of thing, but uh, some good stuff. Yeah, I'm doing a quick glance. It's uh, yeah, it's been a lot of mm, some newer stuff. He's a younger guy, so I guess that makes sense. Speaking of artists, supposedly at my LCS for Free Comic Book Day, 
rumor has it, word on the street, uh, is that they're trying to get Jim Steranko. Hmm. So I might have to drop that little nugget on Scott to see if he's interested in coming over to meet him in that type of atmosphere, you know, not as, you know, in a big, busy con. Con. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's very willing to talk about uh, <laughs> that's been my experience. Just don't, don't try and take a picture. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> For that's... some reason he doesn't, he does not like that. That's going to be tough because they're like in an open, it's done in an open mall. You come over there with a the camera, he turns into Sonny Corleone. <laughs> have to take a camera. Have to stand behind him and have somebody in the distance take a photo. Look, yeah. I'm with Chip Stareko. Jim <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit, he is. He's huge compared to you. I know, isn't he? He's a hulking a huge man, isn't he? Have you met Jim Stareko? I've seen him because I think he was at another con. We he's actually to. quite smallish. Yeah, I know, but 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 if I'm standing behind him in the distance, he's gonna look huge. That was my, you know, like I'm trying to get in a picture with him. Is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm right next to him. Yeah. Why is no, he so big? You're so small. He's going to do the thing with his two fingers where it looks like he's crushing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so back to uh, Tarot. What's what's your anticipation of continuation? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep getting it. I'm interested. Of course, uh, you know, once I'm like halfway through, then I'll be like, well, if, if it turns south, then, you know, then I'll be like, well, yeah, I guess I better finish it. So. But right now, anticipation is high. Interesting like thing it. in here is that they reprint a uh, they have a page where they reprint Stan's soapbox from February 1980, which I think is across the board. I think that's all books. I think they would, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's 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 you know uh, word for word. I, I I went back and I originally ran it. It, it is the actual column. Uh, and you know he's talking about racism and all that and how wrong it is. It's a pretty nice method he sent. All right, we we have another book to cover, so why don't we rate this? All right. I'm going to say the cover. I really like it. It's catchy. It's something that makes me want to pick it up, uh, partially because of the way it's drawn and partially characters that are in it. Subject manager. So uh, it definitely is effective on both levels. I think it's well drawn. I think it's almost almost a poster image. Uh, I'm going to say an A-. minus. It's just not quite at that absolute iconic level it's really the interior art and as i said same artist but different style um uh, yeah, it must be a different inker well the the interior art is uh no he does the ink himself oh well, well what is, about there a... is no inker or no, oh, no I... additional inker oh i thought maybe the cover had a different inker was what it's just inker. credited to him oh okay yeah, although yeah. there there is a variant cover by alan davis which i have not seen mm. uh but the interior art, I'm gonna say really good. Just not quite at again, not quite at the iconic. I'm gonna say a B plus on it. Really good. And the story, it totally pulled me in. I'm interested in it. I'm, I'm curious. I have questions, but not really conundrums. Uh, I'm gonna say a solid B plus on that as well. I'm gonna give the book a B plus. Oh. I think I will go with all those. I, I have no big No fears. independent thought. No, 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 no. Just to kind of save, you know, to speed things up. I mean, I have there's, I, I have no beef with anything you you have brought up. Uh, so I will I will mirror your sentiments. Okay, so that's the first issue of Tarot, relative new book, and mm-hmm. at that we'll go to a relatively older Tarot, Doctor Bill. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I actually have a, uh, a pre-can synopsis. This, 
not that I couldn't synopsize this, but yeah, in in like five minutes. Well, yeah, yeah, but there, there's a lot going on in this book. <laughs> what? Stop it. So the our independent is Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose by Broadsword Comics, and this is a cover date of March two thousand. Um, it is by Jim Ballante, right? Uh, I actually, he, I, I I don't. I just think it's Ballant. Oh, Ballant. Ballant. Yeah, yeah, Ballant. Ballant. Not Ballante. I don't know where I, I threw there an extra no, e on you, his. You, you added a syllable. Yeah, and and Holly. Go lightly. Go lightly. <laughs> Which I assume that is not really her name. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other uh, important. Uh, okay, so he is the publisher and president of. Uh, also, and she is the vice president. Mm, possibly. I don't know. I, I have no, we no didn't really reason dig to know into that. their just, back history. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either. And I'm just, it's, I don't know. It seems like a very personal production. Photo so. of her? Yeah, because in the inside cover uh, on the first page, there's a picture of him holding like a, a the sword of the black rose. and uh, or uh, Anyway, and then there's a picture of her. And, well, she could have been a model for one of the uh, people in the book. Maybe. I doubt Maybe. she's as well endowed as... Are you looking at that picture? Yeah, I am. Although I'm still I... thinking... Oh. Do you, are you looking at the drawings? Oh, well, yeah, true, true. This is true, yes. Yeah, These people wouldn't be like... able to stand up straight. Or they would have a lot of back problems by the time they're in their 20s, if not in their late teens. Um, so our cover um, has our main heroine, Taro. Um, no, wait, no. Her name's not Taro. Is it? Uh, she's Burner. She's a witch. Burn, yes. No, Taro, yeah, 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 she's Taro. Oh, Taro, uh, witch that's of the it. Black Rose. Her, her sister is Raven Hex. That's what it, That's what I was getting uh-huh. at. What, you're... What, I just... Uh, I should just keep on. <laughs> so there's a lovely photo of her with... Um, surrounded by little purple, scantily clad, if clad at all, fairies. And uh, she has her costume on, which big honking horns sticking out of her head. Red hair... <laughs> What? She's got a big honking horn sticking out of her head. I understand. How else am I supposed to describe I'm done. it? Done. Okay, you keep going. It's like in a black leather type motif with um, black roses covering her nipples in the photo and uh, a lot of leather and a lot of skin. What is there to argue about? So the synopsis goes like this. Raven Hex, Tarot's sister, has stolen the forbidden book from the Black Rose Coven and is intent on learning to raise the dead and start a war with humanity. Taro has sworn to find her sister and get the book back. First, she must prepare. <laughs> and boy, does, does she. She does so by donning her magical armor. Really? That's armor? Oh. She, she then packs the sword. <laughs> a magical armor G-string. <laughs> she then packs the sword of the Black Rose, a mystical weapon handed down from previous generations. Taro's mother fears, who her mother is looking her Pretty good. Taro's mother fears for her safety and offers to search for Raven together. Taro refuses this aid as she has seen danger for her mother in the tarot cards she carries. Taro puts her mother's mind at rest, however, by stating that the cards have pointed her to a man that can help her. She leaves to find that man. In downtown Salem, it would be, two men, Pierce and Kreskin. Is he amazing? (laughs) Begins smashing pumpkins. Insert your Smashing Pumpkins song here. At the house, they presume to be empty. A man, a redneck, possibly, uh, a man rushes out at them with a baseball bat, and the two men run. 
They narrowly escape into an alley. They think they are safe, but are quickly captured by demonized jack-o'-lanterns. The men are taken to Raven Hex. See, am I not making this book much, much more exciting than you probably thought it was? Bringing more depth to it? Guess not. <clears throat> the men are taken to Raven Hex, and she commands them to bring her a body from the cemetery. The men accept the task and hire a digger. Do it themselves. Once the casket is exhumed, however, the ghost of the occupant, a two-headed girl, cries for help in protecting her body. <laughs> this, thanks, Yoda. The skeleton man, protector of the dead in the Salem Woods Cemetery, confronts the men before they can return to Raven. He fights Pearson Creston, Creskin and beats them into submission, but the hired hand breaks away with the casket. The skeleton man calls his deceased dog, Wraith, not kidding, to come help. The dog pounces, uh, pounces the man just inside the cemetery fence. The casket lands just outside the gates. I'm sure, if later we will see if there's a you know reason for that. The skeleton man attempts to retrieve the coffin, but is met by huge demonized jack-o'-lanterns. He is in luck. Taro has arrived and begins hacking at the pumpkins with her sword. The the uh, the two the two fight tooth and nail, but one of the creatures is able to escape with the casket. The skeleton man is livid and confused. <laughs> he ripped the little elves' lungs out. Taro touches him, and the two feel an odd spark. Bzap! For him. It seems only a shock for her, an emotion from seemingly years of romance floods her. Her consciousness and the romance tarot card flashes across her mind. The lovers. She pushes these thoughts aside and informs him that he is a man that, that he is the man she is looking for to help find her sister. He is willing to help if if it means getting that coffin back. I detect some sarcasm or some uh not ill will, but uh scoffing perhaps at our at the book hmm. the art is very uh yeah I, I okay the fact that this has gone 100 like 119 issues and probably other specials and stuff i i'm thinking there's there's something to the story and it may go 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 somewhere uh now this is the same i was like you know i really think i've seen this art before and then the first thing i pulled up i have this guy's art in my collection and that's like the was it the late 90s um Catwoman book number one. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this art before. Although here it seems to be like a little bit, eh, just yeah, he did rain it in just a little bit. He reined it in here. No, 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 no. In Catwoman, oh, okay. it looks like it was reined in. Here it is not. It's not it's reined like, in in the slightest bit. It's like a wild. I mean, like Taro is like a '90s stripper. A '90s stripper with like surgical unreal. Yeah. I mean, just uh, and her costume isn't very. Uh, you know her witch armor with with the <laughs> spikes the spikes on the side of the boots like and when I say spikes I'm not talking spikes I'm talking like one foot spikes on three of them coming out on each side of her leg ah oh that cat I didn't even see the cat down there between her legs on the floor got to keep this clean he he's got wings on his bat and he's got a little devil tail on him he's a black cat he's oh got, I didn't see the devil you <laughs> probably didn't see the cat either. No, I did. Oh, and, and and you know what? It's a very undetailed cat. It's it's a he's it's, like hidden in shadow. Yeah, it's really it's really just the shape of a cat that's almost all black with very very little Highlights shading except either. except on the wings, and then you have you know eyes and and fangs, uh, and that's you know I, I I'm not I'm not impressed. Yeah, I'm not super impressed with the art because this is it's just whoa. it's it's so explosive, and you know I I understand it, and I, I'm not. 
trying to be holier than thou, I'm really not. But it just seems uh, it, then, it, it seems adolescent book. The not only the uh, not only the writing of the story itself, which seems like almost like okay, and now 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 we're gonna bring in the guy in the skeleton suit and okay now we're gonna have winged warriors and then we're gonna have this it just seems like 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 a little kid wrote it it really feels like that it's got no fo- it, it feels like it's got no focus and no plan it's just like let me throw everything at you i can and maybe it's lasted 119 years mm-hmm. maybe it developed a plan as one or maybe the, you know an attempt to hook people in i, I, I don't well i did look at some of the of it. i did look at some of the later covers and they're not the art has really been reined in it's not like this. Yeah, just looking at this issue alone, because that's all I have. In, uh, I, I really, I, I have to, thought the story was poor. I thought the art, like I said, the art is, it's not that he's a bad artist, but the choices he makes, I think, are terrible. Uh, you know, I, 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 it doesn't feel particularly artistic. Uh, and, and a lot of it, I mean, the body, the anatomy is, is just ridiculous. Uh, and it, it's all, you know, drawn for lack of a better word, titillation. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. As I'm looking at the full-page spread of Raven Hex with yeah. the silver three-inch pointed nipple covers coming oh, yeah. at so stu- with, with with like uh, points yeah points on just yeah I, I I and I I just don't like I said I didn't feel like the story had a focus to it it, it just you know I don't know I, I I did I just did not like this book on any level I don't know if, if you you know I don't I don't think you're as down on it as I am I don't know you know maybe I'm not maybe down you liked on it, it but I'm not maybe like, you liked not, it I don't know I'm not singing its praises to high heaven I I do like the uh the costume design of the of the skeleton man. I think that's kind of it, it has so basically he's got like a leather outfit and he's got like a face mask. He looks like Grifter from Wildcats. Yes. I don't know if you're familiar yes. with that guy. Or, because or uh, Casey Jones. Yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got a skeleton like he's basically has a skeleton drawn on the outside of his leather outfit. Yeah, and he's wearing a half skeleton mask, half yeah. uh, skull mask. Which at first I couldn't I didn't catch that like as I read through it quickly, I thought, oh, he's got a skeleton. I was like, oh, half his face is a skeleton. And I was like, oh, wait, that's a mask. Oh, well, that's but then interesting. Of, of course, he's wearing gloves with point, pointed barbs on it and, and giant leather and yeah. boots with the same. And I mean, the 90s were over. <laughs> it's 2000. Let's let's go. Let's go on. And uh, the uh, OK, I got to say, though. The uh, what, what page of the book is that? That's that's when he's fighting in the graveyard and he and he catches the guy's um, shovel in his hands and then he kicks the guy in the face. Boy, that guy should skeleton man should be dancing through the rock cats with that high step kick. Yeah. With that pointed toe. Yeah, I don't know. One, how you, I don't know how. You, I don't know how. Singular sensation. And when you're that man. close to the guy and you're kicking him in the chin, I don't know how you're getting any momentum behind that kick. Every move that he made. Dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna kick your ass and one and two and oh. I gotta find some humor in it. Yeah, no, that's fine. I hate to belittle the man's art, but I mean the book. But it, yeah. I'm 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 curious that it's gone so long. That so so am I. I I I that was the confusing thing for me when I looked this up. I expected to I was see like, it was oh, like three like issues or something. Holy crap! You know. I didn't think there'd be an audience for this, quite honestly, but there is. So, and, I, and I don't want to criticize people who do like it. I'm just saying I don't. The demonized jack-o'-lanterns, they're basically like a, a fiery, like a, like a huge pumpkin with fire on the inside of it, leaking like an eldritch or flames coming out of the, you know, the eyes and, the, and you know, the mouth. And then it's been stuck on top of like an oversized 
skeleton that's also elongated and kind of writhing and it's it's interesting yeah and cl- clearly he has artistic ability that's not my criticism is not in his level of artistic talent it's the costume design it's the costume design it's the choices that he makes uh the character designs the character models uh and even, even some of the the storytellings it just seems it's you know, I think there's an attempt to make it cinematic that probably doesn't, because it just almost makes it overly simple. And like I said, the story itself, it feels like, you know, the way the way the characters and the t- plot twists appear, it's almost like they're banging you over the head with it. it just feels like very childish in its, in its plotting, you know, over, overly simplistic and just an attempt at... Uh, you know what they th- what what he thought was exciting, and like I said, maybe maybe as this went on, it it stepped it up the level, or maybe it's just something that just appeals to a crowd that doesn't include me. But it's just not my cup of tea. Hmm. Sorry, there was a uh, bonus gallery I didn't get to before at at the end of the book. Yeah, when I read, and it, if they, anybody they would said like there to was read a, this, there was a bonus gallery at the end of each book. Yeah, it's uh, like a different cover possibly, and then uh, and then they they did interview people occultists. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess it's time to grade this. I mean, do we have anything else we really want to say? Oh, if anybody would like to read this, you can find it. I don't actually have a copy. Uh, it's a comic online free. Plug, mm-hmm. you know. uh, so, um, if, if you look it up, yeah, that, I mean, that that is the website, comiconlinefree.com, tarot. I always thought it was tarot cards. I have trouble. I did, like, consciously tarot. That's because you're a rabbit. It's because I'm from Brooklyn. Uh, so okay. All right. Uh, uh, so I'll 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 take the uh, the grading chore this time. Uh, I give the cover a B <laughs> for well, never mind. For booby. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, I. Well, I mean, he's got these giant breasts on the on the main figure, and they're all, and the nipples are covered by black roses, but otherwise they are unencumbered. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you've got purple fairies. Actually, one of the fairies is actually leaning, like laying on the breast. Yes. With her hands like splayed. Yeah, her, she's holding her head up with her elbows on the boob. Oh, you're and, you're looking uh, at the one to the right of the one I was. Oh, looking they're at. all yeah. We all yeah. They're all like they're all over. They're all. She's got purple fairies all over her breast. So you're giving this a B? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, that would be my joke score. I mean, okay. Subject matter aside, it is not a bad, badly drawn picture. Would you agree at least with that? Look at it subjectively. Yes, I would agree that it is not badly drawn. I think I've said throughout. Right. Other than the quote-unquote size of certain accoutrements, which some people do have things that big. uh, I mean, other than that, you know, if I look at this and I saw it on the stand, I'd be like, whoa. It would get my interest. I'm not saying I would spend two ninety five to buy it, but um, I have to give the cover. I have to give the cover a, a C because of you know if, if I look at it for the talent of drawing it, and I know sometimes you say, "Whoa, you know, I can't draw like that," but I don't think that the actual talent of the cover it is that bad. Inside is a different story, but this cover I think looks good. What? You want to break it down? Or you want me to go through the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, you go through. You give all yours. I'll okay, so I will give the cover. Like a Halloween pumpkin. Oh, look, there's a fairy down there, down at the bottom, underneath her boobs, too. See? Uh-huh. She's poking out from her, like, bodice. Yeah, or from, in, from in between the two. Yeah, she's like, hello, hi. So I give it a C. The interior art, it gets a little, I mean, 
some of the layouts are not bad, and with yeah, I'm gonna give it a, a I'm gonna give it a double D for the interior <laughs> art. And you know what? For the story, if you just look at the story itself, although it's the, uh, I am a little like, why are they going after a bunch of circus freaks, ghosts, bodies? Because it's like you know the other I think the other skeletons that pop up to help the skeleton man uh, at the at one point are possibly I can't well not really no no they're not necessarily circus freaks I don't know I I'm gonna have to give the story uh, I hate to give it a D because I do have I am a little bit it curious I'm curious you know what I'll give it a C for curiosity so it is a heavy <laughs> a heavy C minus really on the cusp of a D plus <laughs> C minus snicker snicker okay um i know you, you just say bill you're bill you're an idiot no i don't you know i don't i i i respect other opinions that they're wrong no i say that jokingly <laughs> often but but that's not really how i um the cover is well drawn but i hate the choices i if i saw this on if i was in the comic book store honestly i'd, I'd pass it right by oh you I, would uh, linger for a second it would it would yeah. catch my eye and then oh. i would i would probably sneer and walk on not what a cover and, and it's not do. it's not that i'm so you know uh, holier than thou again uh, you know i i like attractive drawings just as much as anybody else but uh i it's not this isn't what i'm looking for in a comic book and i think the cover the one thing i'll give the cover credit for is it's not it's not hiding what it is <laughs> it's not hiding much at all you know it, it's 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 letting you know this is a book where i'm gonna you know, it, 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 it announces what it is. It is, you know, the title, Tarot, Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. And then it shows, you know, what looks to be kind of a mystical looking woman. And it has the fairies around it. And, you know, you you, you definitely kind of know what to anticipate. Then, you know, but uh, it's it's just, it's not something that I, that's going to appeal to me. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say a C minus because I don't think it totally fails because I do think it is drawn to appeal to the audience that it's drawn to appeal to i'm just not part of that audience so i don't think it fails it's just not for me. uh the interior art like i said i see talent in the guy but i, I you know i think it is there's too much of an effort to, uh, to be to be sexual in the storytelling although i think that again is the goal i think you know it's just that it's not going to appeal to me uh because this isn't what i read comic book if I, if I wanted this i i would find some other source um I don't think the storytelling is especially well done. I think it's kind of in your face a little bit. I, I, simplistic. Uh, some of the some of the story angles are kind of cool. I'll give it that. So I don't think the art, interior artwork fails either. I'm going to say the same C minus interior art. I think you know I, I want to give it a lower grade, but I, I think you know I have to be objective about it. However, I think the story is. Poor, I think it's poorly written. I think it's so. Oh, let me just throw this at you. Now I'm going to throw this at you. Now I'm going to throw this at you. Uh, there's very, very little attempt to really build any suspense to speak of or do any characterization. Uh, it's just, oh, you know, of course she's against her sister. Her sister's evil and she's good. And the mother is on her side, but, you know, clearly going to be somewhat torn or, you know, whatever. Uh, let me guess. I'm going to say the one, uh, her, the evil sister will kill the mother. Yeah, probably because the mother's gonna show weakness, and it's gonna you're gonna have your uh, hand solo and Kylo Ren moment. Oh yeah, look at that. See that that's where they got that from. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I honestly I want to give it an F on the story, but I'm gonna give it a because it, it tells a story. It's not it's just not again not for me. This just isn't for me. So uh, on an objective level, I'm gonna give this book a D plus. 
on a subjective level on an F. Okay. See, Scott missed out on a on some high quality books and discussion. Scott yes. would have been all over this. Be like, hey, I'm I'm curious what Scott would have thought. So I I think I, I'd I'd like him to take a look at this and, and give us it at the fact at the point. Just you know, not to do a dedicated show to it. To say, yeah, I read that and Paul, you're way off. It was good. Or Bill, you're way off. It was good. Or <laughs> or you guys are totally or, on the money. Or Bill, what is wrong with you? Yeah, so it, it's well, a, I mean, we both pretty much had the same grade. We just kind of came at it from a different angle. Yeah, mine, like, mine, mine was was leveled with a little bit more frustration. Me, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. That's our special tarot edition. Tale, a tale <laughs> I, of two tarots. I tried to, you know, there was a DC I could have used, but I believe we already covered it because it was the issue where uh, uh, that George Perez drew with uh, the Justice League. Yeah, I think. So I was like, hmm, can't do that. Let's, well, there's got to be something in Independence. What the? <laughs> Again, that's our tale of two. Hope you enjoyed listening to it, because even if we didn't like the book, I thought, I think we had some interesting conversation, and we'll see you next week. Alrighty. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. I got another for you. What do you get when the magic's too much do? He gets fat and doesn't know what to do. He just sits around and podcasts all day. And I ran out of lyrics. Beatbox Bill. That's my street name.